podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Dream Team Professor podcast. My name is Scott and in this episode we're going to be looking at all of the top point scorers and key talking points on Sun Dream Team for the latest round of Premier League fixtures. We're going to start off with Bournemouth versus Arsenal which finished 4-0 to Arsenal. Uh, but this game had a lot surrounding it before kickoff with news of potential injuries for Arsenal. Um, you had Saliba and Saka were both flagged on the Dream Team game. And Mikel Arteta didn't really put out any fires in his press conference. He said that Saka hadn't trained, Saliba hadn't trained, Declan Rice hadn't trained, um, just to name a few. But we pretty much lined up with a full strength Arsenal side. The only player that was left out was Martinelli who we knew about already and a few other longer term injuries and um, so full strength in the end Saka did play and he scored early on in this game um, but he could have ended up with a lot more so if you're a regular watcher I had Saka in my team and I took him out for this one um, not not solely because of the injury just part of a long-term plan to play the part of the bus chip I took him out and he scored instantly and it it really did start to worry me to be honest and then we won a penalty but Saka was generous enough to give that penalty to Erdegaard, who put that one away. There was actually another penalty later in the game that was given to Kai Havertz as well. So a little bit of a charity goal for Kai Havertz, put that one away. Nice of the team, but if you did have Saka in your team, you would have been rather annoyed that you give one to Erdegaard and one to Kai Havertz. One stat was that Saka had scored or set up half of Arsenal's goals this season, which I thought was pretty impressive. Um, and Erdegaard has been pretty impressive as well so far this season. So he's one point off of James Madison, who's been tremendous. Um, he's got four goals and three assists for the season. So a really good start to the season for Erdegaard. He could potentially be up there as a replacement for Saka if you don't have him in your side or you were looking to just have someone slightly cheaper. So Erdegaard definitely one to look out for. I wouldn't totally be against having a double up. 16 points, two assists and a goal in this game. Uh, one bonus point. So a really, really good performance from Erdegaard. Uh, David Ray was someone that I wanted to mention as well. So he started in goal and he's impressed since he's been in ahead of uh, Ramsdale. So three clean sheets from four appearances for Raya since he joined Arsenal. And then Ben White was someone else that I wanted to mention. So he had um, pulled ahead of Saliba actually as the highest scoring Arsenal defender recently after he got an assist against Spurs. And um, he's got a goal in this game as well, which put him up to 15 points for this one. Um, so he's gone clear now as the top scoring Arsenal defender. And he's now actually the second highest scoring defender in the game behind Kieran Trippier. So Ben White's really pulling ahead and he has really benefited since Arsenal have gone back to their sort of traditional back four and he does link up really well with Saka. The two assisters uh, from Arsenal, well I say four actually, so Erdegaard we mentioned his two, but then you had Niketia got one and Gabriel Jesus got the other. Um, Gabriel Jesus playing really well but he isn't as appealing for me playing on that left hand side. He was playing on the left wing, you had Eddie through the middle and obviously Saka on the right. And the last note I wanted to say from this Arsenal game is actually Arsenal's defensive record away from home has been pretty good. Um, they always seem to keep more clean sheets away from home than at home. Uh, kept a clean sheet in this one. And my initial plans was maybe to move away from Arsenal for their double game week in game week nine for playing the park the bus chip. Um, because I thought Chelsea away and Sevilla away on paper did look like pretty tough games. Um, but actually Chelsea aren't scoring a ton of goals. 
and Arsenal are looking pretty good at the back. So actually Saliba could be worth holding on to for that Chelsea and Sevilla double up in game week nine. Or even Ben White now, he's got one goal and one assist. So just something to think about a bit longer term. Then on to Aston Villa six and Brighton one and... Ollie Watkins is the main talking point from this game. 25 points from this one, so three goals and... Oh, I thought it was three goals and one assist, but three goals, two assists uh, for Ollie Watkins in this one. Uh, takes him to four goals and six assists for the season. Um, so a really good performance from him. 25 points is massive. So I did see a few people uh, put their... Not captain him straight up, but they put the max captain chip in play this week, um, which has so far given it to Ollie Watkins. So yeah, let us know in the comments below if you've put the captaincy on Ollie Watkins. Like, that would be an impressive one. Um, Matty Cash, someone I've got in my team. He scored nine points and got an assist in this game. He's looked really, really impressive and he's quite high up in the uh, defensive rankings at the minute. Douglas Louise um, grabbed his third goal of the season. He's 2.9 million, so quite a fairly good enabler there um, and he's on penalties as well he didn't get a penalty in this game but he has previously taken penalties for Aston Villa recently so at 2.9 he could be someone to consider if you're Ollie Watkins and you're scoring this many goals though you, you've got to be protesting to, to get those penalties maybe Douglas Louise will get a bit of generosity like Saka and hand a few penalties Ollie Watkins way uh, that would make him a lot more appealing as an option DRB Musa DRB um, two assists in this game and finished with eight points. So he's been a really, really good uh, pick so far this season. Now on two goals and four assists for the season. But it did sound like he might miss the Europe game uh, through injury. He went off injured in this game. Apparently it's not serious. But I did see, I haven't got the quote in front of me, but I did see something that sort of insinuated that he might miss this European game. But then should be okay for Wolves in the next fixture. Uh, John McGinn with the other assist, but I think that's pretty much everything to cover from Aston Villa. Brighton were very, very poor in this game. Um, their defence, as good as Brighton have been, their defence has been pretty terrible all season. So no clean sheets this season, which is a big problem. Um, Stupinian finished on a minus one. He actually scored an own goal and then got dragged at half time. But actually, someone who's in my team and a lot of teams... You could be pretty happy with that, that he got dragged and finished on a minus one. Because if he'd have stayed on the pitch, he would have finished up like some of these other guys. You had Webster on minus three, Dunk on minus three. Um, so I think he probably did get away a little bit uh, lightly. He had two tackles and a point for a shot on target as well in his favour. So it wasn't the end of the world getting that minus one. It could have been a lot worse. Been complaining quite a bit about Brighton's rotation. Um, people like Matoma, March, uh, the strikers all getting rotated. But this was pretty much as close as you could have got to full strength. Apart from they played um, a youngster in centre midfield with Billy Gilmore, Hinshelwood. So they had a central midfielder called Hinshelwood playing who I hadn't heard of yet. But other than that, pretty much looked like a full strength side from uh, Brighton. Steele, Veltman, Dunk, Stupinian, Webster, Matoma, Welbeck, Gilmore, March and Ferguson. Um, so a pretty strong side, but Villa just undone them in this game. Um, not quite sure what they'll do in midweek. They did rotate quite a lot last time for their European fixture, but it didn't go really to plan last time round. So maybe we'll expect a strong side in that European tie as well. Everton 1, Luton 2. Not much to really say on this game. Uh, Dominic Calvert-Lewin at 2.5 million grabbed his third goal of the season. He had Dukure, 
um, 2.6 million. He got an assist. He's on two goals and two assists. But again, not really someone that I'd be picking at this point in the season. Uh, Morris, 2.8. Now, a few people might have gone for Colton Morris at 2.8 because he has a double game week this week. Three goals and one assist so far this season. Um, still has another fixture to play against Burnley. So he could be okay if he did take a punt on him. Um, I think he'd be fairly happy with the eight points. Um, and then just one other thing that I wanted to just chuck in there is I saw that Jack Harrison came on at half time at 2.4 million. Didn't do anything exciting, didn't do anything of note. Um, but I just remembered that I had him in my team a few seasons back with uh, Leeds and he always used to do fairly well. But I just can't see him doing much in a defensive side like Everton. On to Manchester United nil and Crystal Palace 1. Um, Anderson got the only goal of the game and finished on 15 points, actually. He's doing really well this season. So 2.9 million, that's his second goal of the season um, and he's kept three clean sheets with Crystal Palace. Uh, so he's doing pretty well so far. But I wanted to highlight Johnston at 1.8 million because he's was quite popular amongst the cheap keepers from the start of the season and he has really delivered on his price point. So for 1.8 million, he's now the fourth highest scoring goalkeeper in the game. Um, Henderson also did go on to start in that last game against Man United in the Cup, but went off injured. So a few people did move off of Johnston, including me, when Henderson was signed. But it looks like Johnston's going to be safe um, to hold on to a bit longer now. So Johnston's still a really good hold at 1.8 million as a cheap goalkeeper. On to Eze. Um, so he got five points in this game. And that's a little bit of a surprise because... Eze's been picking up bonus points all throughout the season um, for doing not very much to the eye, at least. Um, picking up all the bonus points, doing really well on the bonus point system. And we've been saying that as soon as he gets a goal or an assist, he's going to really haul. But actually, just the one bonus point and the assist in this game, five points in total. Um, I did hear that he sort of played more centrally in this game. So maybe he wasn't doing as many dribbles and take-ons. Um, winning fouls like he usually did, but five points for Eze, you still can't be too displeased with that. Um, Casemiro, I'm going to go on to Manchester United. Uh, Casemiro, I thought that, well, he'd done really well in that previous game against Crystal Palace in the Cup, but I thought he was quite lucky to avoid getting sent off in this game. Picked up the yellow card. I think I saw him make a couple couple fouls after the yellow, yellow card, a few risky tackles. So after his red cards last season, I thought there might be another card coming his way. Um, Amrabat filling in at left back for Man United while they've got um, Malassia, Luke Shaw and even um, Region now out injured. So you had Amrabat filling in at left back or inverted left back, uh, but it's not going to make for much of a dream team option. Mason Mount was back starting in this game and he actually done really well. Um, seven points for him, played 77 minutes, um, but quite surprising. He made seven tackles. So Big chunk of his points coming from tackles and then three bonus points for Mason Mount. Um, so it might be good news that he's back in the side. Bruno, five points. We're probably expecting a little bit more from him uh, for the price point. And that's probably going to see him go down in price again unless he does deliver in midweek. Rashford, poor again. Dropped down 0.3 in price um, to 5.7 now. All the way down from 6.5. So that's a worrying thing if you've been holding on to Marcus Rashford. And not really much for Hoyland either. Four points for him. Um, worrying for Manchester United, but I think I would be holding on to the players a little bit longer. I'd be more losing patience with Rashford. But if I've got a defender 
or Bruno Fernandes, which I have. Um, I think the fixtures do look pretty good, so I probably would be holding on to the rest of them. Newcastle 2, Burnley 0, and the clean sheets carry on for Newcastle. That's five clean sheets in a row if you include the cup game. And it was Kieran Trippier grabbing another assist in this game and getting the most points out of any Newcastle player. 16 points from him. Um, but I would say that that assist from Kieran Trippier was really quite fortunate. So it was actually a tackle. Uh, I'm not sure whether he got the tackle points and the assist points at the same time. That would be pretty jammy. But it was a tackle that then went on to the player that then scored the goal. So it wasn't one of these Kieran Trippier masterclasses in terms of assist but still they all count 16 points three bonus points four tackles and two big chances created so a really good performance from him and he was someone that i brought in this is the first time i've had him this season um very impressed with 16 points botman was well botman should have been fit everyone was saying that online on twitter and everything all the team leaks even had botman in it but last minute Apparently, he picked up an injury and was replaced by Lascelles. Uh, 1.9 million he would cost you if you had him in. And he's gone on to get back-to-back -back clean sheets now after playing in that EFL Cup. Uh, sorry, 1.6 million, not 1.9. Um, so, a bit of a cheapie, but I think Botman is supposed to come back after the international break. So, if you did get him in, um, it would be a short-term pick. You had Alexander Isak started up front and scored a penalty. You had Wilson... Um, also ruled out through injury in this game. So Isak doing the business up front, 11 points and four shots on target as well. So pretty good game for Alexandra Isak. Um, right, on to this one, Anthony Gordon. Anthony Gordon is a player that I brought in knowing the risks that he was on four yellow cards. But what I didn't know is that he would just go and get a yellow card after about 15 minutes. Um, so I'm not very impressed with Gordon. But he picked up six points in this game, uh, grabbed an assist for winning a penalty, um, and also made four tackles. So six points for Gordon. He will still play in that PSG game in midweek, I hope. Um, so hopefully some more points in there to maybe justify me keeping hold of him through the blank Um Obviously, if you do have him and you're not looking to play a part of the bus or anything like that, you probably would be okay just moving him on. But at the minute, I, I went for Region as my cheap enabler. I then changed it around and had Gordon as my cheap pick. And I just can't keep using transfers on these cheap players because the idea was that I was going to have a cheap player in there to enable me to do stuff elsewhere in the defence. So I might just see this game week eight through with him being suspended. But I knew the risks on that one. Um, Almoron grabbed the other goal, uh, 3.1 million he would cost you, so he's not far off of um, Anthony Gordon if you did want to swap over, he's got his second goal of the season, and Joe Linton did come on, he's 2.8, but he went straight back off injured, so don't be putting Joe Linton back in as your replacement, um, but yeah, Almoron or maybe Bruno Guimarães, if you are in the same predicament as me and you've got Anthony Gordon, uh, Guimarães does fairly well at 3 million, uh, in this game, he picked up eight points, got three bonus points, and made five tackles. So he could also be an option. Someone that I am really liking the look of, but I can't quite afford at the minute, is Nick Pope in goal. Got eight points in this one, and he's played in all five of those Newcastle clean sheets. A lot of teams rotate their keepers in the cup, but Pope played, um, and he's doing really, really well. So I think he's now the highest scoring defender in the game. And actually, at his price point, 
Um, I was looking into it. I actually think I may consider, if I was looking at doing a double up on Newcastle, um, you could consider doing maybe Trippier and Pope rather than Trippier and a defender. As long as you're not looking to play the part of the bus chip because you won't get the double points for your goalkeeper. But it is something to consider. Pope does play every single game. And I think that's just about it. I don't have anything particularly nice to say about Burnley. They're not having a good season. They've not really got any picks that I'd be looking at. Um, they do have that extra game coming later this week against Luton. But a poor run of six losses and one draw so far. It's not been a good start to the season for Burnley. If you're enjoying the video so far, please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel for all the latest Sun Dream Team content. Also, if you're listening on Spotify or podcast platforms, please do leave us a like on there as well. And if you're after even more Sun Dream Team content, we had an episode of the Dream Team Tonic podcast yesterday live with our Patreon members. There'll be a link to the podcast in the description below. It's early access to Patreon members and we do the live chat with Patreon members, but it'll be out to everyone else later in the week. We'll go on to Spurs 2 and Liverpool 1. Um, really controversial game. I won't bore you to death with it because I'm sure you've heard all about it, but Luis Diaz scored a goal. It was ruled out, should have stood. He wasn't offside, an absolute balls up, to be honest with you. And I actually feel sorry for the, uh, well, obviously all the fans and all that. But in terms of Dream Team, Luis Diaz owners have had a pretty tough time, actually. So goal ruled out for him and have been pretty unlucky because he keeps getting subbed off when these red cards happen. I think it's happened twice now this season. Um, such a great player, such good Dream Team potential, but just doesn't seem to be having the rub of the green at the minute, Luis Diaz. Um, so disappointing if you had him in your side, you could feel robbed. Uh, I also felt robbed because I had Salah and he would have got an assist for that goal as well. He finished on just the two points, which is a disappointing return for someone of his value. Um, so Bozlai from the Liverpool side of things, I've been plugging him most weeks. Six points from him, three bonus points, and he just seems to do really, really well on this bonus point system. So six points is a decent return for someone of his price again. Cody Gakpo scored, but then went off injured. And then we also had Jota come on and pick up two yellow cards and get sent off. So that's now two Liverpool um, strikers that are kind of ruled out. Gakpo through injury. Jota will still be able to play in Europe. But that's got to open the door for Darwin Nunes, who was benched for this game. So you would have been disappointed if you had Darwin going into this game and... Yeah, now he'll be more likely to play in those Premier League games, but maybe Jota gets to start in the Europa League game now that um, Gakpo's injured and Jota and Darwin will be needed for the Premier League. Um, Virgil van Dijk, second assist of the season for him, and he actually picked up the maximum bonus points of five in this game. So eight points for him, five bonus, two tackles. Uh, pretty good going for him. And Trent Alexander-Arnold is back. He came off the bench in this game. He didn't get the start. Came on in the 74th minute. But maybe we can start considering putting Trent in our team. The only sort of question mark I have at the minute is, is he going to be worth it if he isn't playing those European games? He probably isn't going to play the European games to start off with. Um, but is he going to be playing twice a week? For his price, you kind of do want him to be playing twice. Um, on the Spurs side of things, so Son... 4.7 million, got his sixth goal of the season, doing really, really well. And actually, had a look, and he's been so clinical. So he's only had 
10 shots on target and six of them have gone in so far this season. So really, really good from Son. He did go off early in the 69th minute. Um, I think he is still playing with an injury, I, th I think I'd heard. So something to keep an eye on, but he still seems to be playing through it okay. You had Richarlison grabbed an assist, uh, so eight points for Richarlison. And he'll only cost you 2.6 million if you're looking for a sort of cheap player. But the only thing is, Richarlison played off the left-hand side in this game with Son playing through the middle. Um, so I don't, well, I don't think Richarlison is the, a great option personally myself, um, but I think he's even worse of an option playing off the left-hand side. Pedro Porro for Spurs um, got nine points in this game. He got an assist for what was a cracking Matip own goal in the 96th minute. So Pedro Porro, nine points for him, and that's his second assist of the season. But again, he isn't playing twice a week. If he was, I think he'd be a really good asset to have. James Madison, five points for him, ticking along okay, but not his, not his best return on Dream Team so far. But you'd still take five points, I think. But that was pretty much it from this game. I've, I've sort of skipped over the uh, the whole controversy of the offside because it's just everywhere at the minute. I don't think I have much more to add than what's already out there. On to Wolves versus Man City. Um, big, big upset. And I was going to say it upsets the title race a little bit, but we know Man City are that good. They will come back. But 2-1 to Wolves. Exciting result for everyone else that's not a City fan. Uh, Huang Hee Chan got the goal for Wolves and it was a Diaz own goal. And then Man City's goal come from Julian Alvarez from a really, really well-taken free kick. Um, on to my notes, really. So Neto was causing absolute chaos again um, and caused the own goal from Diaz by putting in a cross. Um, but just the three points in this game. But he has been really impressive picking up bonus points so far. Um, Alvarez's direct free kick. So he's looking incredible from set pieces. So we've mentioned he's taken the corners. He's taken all the free kicks. Um, he hit the post with a free kick against... Uh, West Ham, I think a couple games ago or a game ago. And then this direct free kick was absolutely brilliant. So, yeah, a really good player to have. 10 points in this one, one bonus point, two shots on target, and two tackles. Um, he's ticking along nicely. Quiet one for Erling Haaland, though, just the three points for him. So, let me know if you were brave enough to captain someone other than Haaland this week. I certainly wasn't. Um, and then our city having maybe a little bit of a wobble at the back. Um, I'm not sure a wobble quite does it, but is it just because Rodri's missing? Um, they did seem like they were missing something in this game. And Rodri is going to be missing from that Arsenal game as well. So, yeah, I'm not sure whether I fancy City to keep a clean sheet against Arsenal. Not at all, really. Um, Walker, though, three bonus points for him and a shot on target. We mentioned previously in another episode that he has been playing more advanced. Four points for him, three bonus points, shot on target. And Akanji actually did quite well in this game as well. So 4.4 million he will cost you. Um, got five points in this one. And he's actually doing really well for tackles. I was having a little look at the breakdown of how they're getting these bonus points or extra points. And Akanji was quite far ahead for tackles in the City side. He's on 14, which was the most. Ake was the nearest with 11 in total. But all the other defenders were under 10. Um, so Akanji looking like a fairly good option. Ake and Vardio keep swapping over. So they're two that I'd be sticking away from at the minute. 
Um, and the last person I wanted to mention was Doku, um, who got five points in this game. Uh, three bonus points, but the reason this stands out is because he just keeps hitting bonus every single game. There was one game where he hasn't got bonus, which was his 20-minute cameo against Newcastle. But other than that, he's got bonus points in every single game. So someone with quite good dream team potential with these new rules. Oh, one last thing to add. We had Oscar Bob with the assist. Um, and I just wanted to say his name. That's a brilliant name, Oscar Bob. Three points for Oscar Bob. Um, and he is actually down as a striker on Dream Team. Oscar, Bob, 1.5 million he would cost you. Not someone that I'm going to be putting into my team, but he has looked a pretty good player so far. West Ham 2, Sheffield United 0. Another clean sheet for West Ham. Um, but I'm going to start with Bowen with five goals and one assist now so far for the season. Only Son and Haaland have more goals than Bowen so far in the whole Dream Team across all competitions. So... Really good going for Bowen. Um, so foul, 13 points at the back. Um, so he got his third assist of the season. So quite good attacking returns from so foul back there. Uh, one bonus point and four tackles. Um, he didn't start in Europe last week, but if he does end up playing twice a week at 2.5 million, he would probably be of interest. Um, obviously, a few points there for the defenders where they got the clean sheet. James Ward-Prowse, though, he's got nine points. He's had a really good season so far. Nine points in this game, but he didn't get any attacking returns. Three bonus points, um, two shots on target, and two tackles in this game. So that's always something good to look out for. Players that are scoring a lot of points, even when they don't get attacking returns. I think he's going to be a really good player to have on Dream Team this season. 14 bonus points he's got in total as well, which is uh, the fourth most in the game, which is actually tied with Kieran Trippier. Um, so, again, really, really good option, James Ward-Prowse on all set pieces. Yeah, brilliant. Um, Ariola, 2.2 million. Uh, he's right up there now with the goalkeepers as well. I think he's fifth with on points, um, but he doesn't have Europe. Fabianski played the last one. Um, he's made 32 saves, though, which is the third most in the game as well. So... 2.2 million he is a good option. Um, I think I still would fancy either Johnston or Sanchez ahead of him though at the moment. Don't have too much to add on them, but Socek got one of the other goals and Antonio grabbed an assist. Speed through this one, Nottingham Forest, Brentford finished 1-1 and it wasn't much to report for Dream Team purposes. So we had Umbuemo got five points, which was three bonus points, but he's only got four bonus points for the season. So it doesn't seem like these bonus points are going to be something regular for him. Um, he's currently 7% owned in the game. And out of all these other players from Brentford and Nottingham Forest, not one is over 2% owned. So, again, not much really to report. You've got a Norgard goal, a Matthijs Jensen assist. And actually, Jensen's having a good season so far. He's got three goals and two assists. And Dominguez got the goal for Nottingham Forest. But that's all I've got to say about that game. And then lastly, tonight's game. So, Fulham versus Chelsea finished 2-0 to Chelsea. Mudrick grabbed a goal, which is good for him because he's been low on confidence so far this season. Um, looked really good going forward early on, but actually went off at half-time, unfortunately, which I guess is injury. Um, so I don't think he's going to be someone that we're going to be looking at um, on Dream Team at the minute. Sterling was benched. It's quite a big bit of news. He's probably fairly well-owned. Sterling is at... 10% ownership at the minute, so did come on in the second half, but um, only finished with 
well, zero points because he got booked. So not a good day if you've got Sterling in your side. Obviously, Jackson was unavailable. He's suspended, like my friend Anthony Gordon. Um, Bro has started the game, and he's 1.9 million and scored a goal. So if Jackson does lose his place, Broha at 1.9 looks like pretty good value, but obviously he's not going to play twice a week. And he did go off towards the end, 65th minute, looked like an injury. So I actually hope that's not a bad injury for him because he's just been out for about a season, hasn't he? So hopefully not too bad for Broya. Um, Cole Will played at left back with Kukurea playing at right back. So Gusto was suspended for this one. Um, I think he misses one more as well. Um, but Kukurea played at right back. I thought they might have just played De Sassi at right back and sort of moved everyone over one. But no, Cucurella played on the right. Colwell played on the left and he got an assist for the Mudrick goal. Um, last person to really mention is Sanchez, who I have as my keeper. So he got seven points in this game. Three saves. Um, obviously the clean sheet. He was on eight points. Um, it got to eight points and I was celebrating um, that extra save that he made. But then he got a yellow card and it went from eight points to seven points so a little bit disappointing there but can't be displeased with seven points for Sanchez and he is now up to the second highest scoring goalkeeper in the game with that clean sheet um, and he's been a good addition to my team um, I think I'd have been a lot happier if I'd moved from Johnston to Sanchez and maybe Johnston didn't carry on doing that well or Henderson replaced him um, but I can't complain Sanchez has been a good addition to my side 4.9 points per game. Um, Palmer, he started at right wing, got six points in this one, grabbed an assist. He's only 2 million, so another potential enabler. Um, but I'd like to see a bit more just to double check that he is going to start every week. Right, on to my team update. But obviously, we still do have more fixtures to come with Europe. Um, but I've got 71 points from this round of Premier League fixtures, and I'm up to 641 points total. Um, I did get red arrow so far, but I had a look. It's, it's 100 places I've fallen, so can't complain too much. Sanchez in goal got me the clean sheet, seven points. Estupinian at the back obviously got dragged in that game where they conceded six, finished on minus one. Saliba, seven points for him. Um, Arsenal defence looking pretty good. I'm quite confident about that Lons game in midweek. Matty Cash, nine points with the assist. Hopefully he'll play in midweek. I don't think he started that last European game. So hopefully he gets another start in that. And then Kieran Trippier, who I bought in, got 16 points um, for a tackle assist and clean sheet and a few bonus points. So he'll have PSG in midweek. Well, if they could get a clean sheet in that one, that would be something. But I'm not expecting too much from that one. Trippier came in for Region and also... My other move was Saka out for Anthony Gordon, who got me the six points and uh, a big fat suspension for him. So he will be able to play PSG, but he won't be able to play for me in game week eight. But I'll still take the six points and hopefully he'll do something in midweek. Bruno Fernandes got me five points. Um, he's got Galatasaray still to play, but was expecting more from him against Crystal Palace. And Phil Foden, a little bit of disappointing there as well four points but hopefully get some minutes in midweek I have got Grealish who was on the bench for the last game Grealish can play um, they've got a few other options so I really do hope he gets a start in midweek Alvarez got that free kick goal 10 points for him he's been doing really well for me so far 
Um, Salah, two points. I don't want to be too annoyed about it because, I mean, he could have got the uh, assist points and it might have been a big chance created or something as well. So I just have to take that one on the chins. Um, and Haaland, my captain, just the six points for him. So disappointing captaincy. But when you get Haaland blank and you captain him, it doesn't feel that bad. You know that everyone's captained him. But if you don't captain Haaland and any hauls, the feeling is horrible. So I don't feel too terrible about it. He still does have that game in midweek and he does love a goal in the Champions League. Um, so, like I said, I'm down uh, 100 places in a minute, 6,600. Fine with that rank. That's all right with me. Um, 71 points for the week. So let me know in the comments below how many points you got this game week and how you're doing so far this season. I know we still got more games to go this week, um, but just roughly what I'm thinking at the moment with my transfers. Obviously, I've got a decision to make on Anthony Gordon, but I think I might just hold for the reasons that I said before. Um, I think I do want him in still in game week nine, and I don't know if I want to bother just taking him out to bring him back in again. But what I want to do is prepare my defence for this part of the bus chip that I keep banging on about in game week nine. Um which I obviously need five at the back for. So Trippier, I'm happy to keep him in there. Matty Cash, I want him in there. Saliba, I wasn't planning to have Arsenal, but actually Arsenal are doing really well defensively at the minute, so I'm going to keep hold of Saliba for now. Estupinion, um, obviously didn't do very well in that last game, and he does have those attacking returns in him, but there is rotation as well at Brighton. So at the minute, I'm looking to maybe move him out for Dallo. Now Dallo obviously has Galatasaray midweek, but in game week eight he has Brentford. And in that game week nine double that I like the look of is Sheffield United away and Copenhagen at home. So I think Dallo looks a good option for that. I was gonna have Region, but obviously he got injured. Um, so got my eye on Dallo at the minute for Estupinian. Now Estupinian's fixtures get a little bit tougher. Obviously just conceded six against Aston Villa, so that's not great. Um, but they face Marseille away from home, Liverpool at home, and then Man City away from home, followed by Ajax. Uh, sorry, Man City away, followed by Ajax at home. So Ajax, City, Liverpool, Marseille. Those fixtures don't look good for a team that can't keep clean, uh, clean sheets. So I'm looking at Estepinion for Delo. Now this one's a little bit tougher. Ideally, I'd do it later on. Um, but I am looking at doing Alvarez to Walker. Now, if I want to play five at the back, I can't get rid of my three midfielders. So I do have to lose a striker. And out of Alvarez, Salah and Haaland, um, I don't really want to lose Salah at this point. Um, he doesn't. If he doesn't have these midweek games, it does make Alvarez a little bit more appealing. But I just think Salah still does have that whole potential. Um, so I'd be looking at moving Alvarez out for Kyle Walker. Now, again, that's a move that could sting me in the uh, short term but I do want Kyle Walker in my defence for that park the bus I do think City's fixtures that game week look pretty good in game week nine obviously they do face Arsenal in game week eight which isn't ideal um, but I do think that Kyle Walker in those big games he is sort of given that role to try and stop the uh the wingers, it would normally have been Martinelli, but I don't know if he's fit. But we could see a battle between like Gabriel Jesus and Kyle Walker. I think Kyle Walker could have potential to keep um, to get quite a few tackles and stuff in for that game. So I don't think it would be a terrible move. Um, but that double game week in game week nine that looks good um, is obviously home to Brighton and then 
away at Young Boys. Now, obviously, Brighton can score, so there might not be the clean sheet potential there, but they do give a lot of chances away, and Walker is playing quite advanced, so I think he's probably the most likely to get attacking returns from Man City at the minute. So I quite like him for game week nine. It's just bringing him in for Alvarez does feel a little bit risky, but that would leave me with a back line of Delo, Saliba, Cash, Trippier and Walker with five at the back. And I'd have five in the back um, by game week eight, which means we then have the international break and I'd have two transfers and 1.2 million in the bank. So... I could have five at the back set up quite nicely with 1.2. If there's any injuries, which there might be over an international break, I do have the money in the bank and I do have the transfers to react to those. But if everything's looking okay, um, I think I'd look at maybe using that extra budget to bring in someone um, with a bit more points potential. Maybe a Trent or maybe a double up on someone like Newcastle or someone like Arsenal now. Maybe Ben White now. He's doing fairly well and Arsenal looking good away from home. Or maybe if we've got a Botman or Cher, um, that Newcastle uh, double game week looks good that week. Newcastle have, in game week nine, it's two home fixtures, Crystal Palace and Borussia Dortmund. So that could be a nice double up as well. That's roughly what I'm thinking. Things never fully go to plan. We've already seen that with Region. Um, but that is roughly what my thoughts are at the minute. And that's everything for this episode. So thank you very much for watching. Please do leave a like and subscribe to the channel if you're watching on YouTube or give us a follow on Spotify or other podcast platforms if you're watching there as well. And like I said before, the Dream Team Tonic podcast, the link will be in the description below um, and also a link to the Patreon Discord community we have. We have exclusive articles, early access to the podcasts and just a great community of like-minded dream team fanatics so thank you very much for watching and we will see you on the next one goodbye sports social podcast network